Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the What The Fartlek podcast. Matt and I are super excited to spend about the next hour or so with you for some light-hearted running theme chatter. Isn't that right, Matt? It certainly is right, my friend. Oh, you said that much nicer than you normally do. <laughs> uh, before we get started, though, guys, just a couple of things to ask of you. Uh, we are super, super grateful for everybody who has subscribed rated and reviewed our show so far but please if you haven't had chance to if you wouldn't mind doing so it really helps us climb podcast charts um, and gets more casual eyes on what we're doing uh, particularly if you're on apple podcasts if you can leave us a rating and a review we'd really appreciate it we're super active on social media you can get us on facebook instagram twitter and via our dedicated email address all the info's in our bio. Come and tell us what you think of the show. Have a chat. We are always willing to talk. Last but not least, as we come to the end of Series 1, we have a whole back catalogue of episodes just ready and waiting to be consumed. So if you do would like to do so, uh, go and have a listen and come and tell us what you think. With that being said, Matt, should we get on with this show, lad, or what? I think we should. Are you alone podcast day it took us three takes and 20 minutes of planning to get this right but how are we doing matt but are we going to get it right is this one staying are we having it <laughs> yeah I'm not, I'm not doing it again i want to watch the football this afternoon you're right mate yeah i'm good i'm good how are you you're not bad thanks not bad ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode nine of the what the fart like podcast matt we've only got two episodes left in this series can you believe how long we've been <laughs> can you believe we're still going <laughs> Oh, people are still listening. It's great. I know. I, yeah. And hopefully another brilliant episode to keep people engaged this week. Who's our guest this week, Matt? Uh, we've got Lana. Uh, run Lana Run on um, Instagram. Uh, a local lass. Yeah, if you've got her. Yeah. Um, local to us. You are aware that people from outside of Rotherham listen to this podcast, Matt. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not just your mom as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, Lana's a great story, isn't she, dude? Because she uh, has run marathons. Um, yep. She started a running club. She's got so many cool stories to do with running, um, despite the fact that she lives with a diagnosis of MCAD, which doctors told her is something that means that she should not be running long distances. So we're going to get into that uh, in the in the chat itself. But uh, I think she was pretty bloody inspirational. Do you want to tell the people what MCAD stands for? Do you want to tell people what MCAD stands for? Uh, so on the show, we've also got... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you rather's? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got some more uh, would you rather's that were sent in by you guys. We're going to finish those off, have a little bit of fun. Um, and we're also going to be uh, talking about marathons, aren't we, mate? Mm, yes. Uh, yes. Because uh, we were having a little chat before. It's coming up to December. A lot of people probably starting to think about plans for the spring marathon schedules, yeah. finding everything's back to normal with COVID, hopefully, or some kind of normality. Uh, yeah. 
fingers crossed indeed. And we, we have very different experiences of our first marathon. So we thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit and maybe give some people some ideas and or motivation or at least some things to avoid. Don't take any notice of us because we're just... <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah. marathons before we don't probably not the best people to take advice from oh yeah we're not going to give you advice we'll give you advice on what not to do not what to do yes um, well that'll be good um before we get started though mate how's your uh, how's your week been yeah it's been good just odd bits of running here and there uh nothing too too much uh went out with uh becky for a nice four miles the other night that was good yeah you did yeah. Saw that. good road to recovery going well then not not tweaking anything still feeling strong Yes, great, yeah. Everything's going fine. Touch wood. Touch wood. How about you? Uh, a bit of a bit of a weird one for me. Um, I made the decision uh, last week to change up my running shoes, mm. and it hasn't really worked out. Mm. So basically what's happened is um, I've run on Sacconi's uh, for, Omnis for about four or five years now, so I did a gait analysis and I was told that I pronate quite badly so I, Omnis have got a really big medial post in them but they're very heavy shoes and uh, with me trying to get back to some kind of speed somebody recommended on running shoes to me um, so they have a big blurb on their website that talks about the fact that whether you have a neutral gait or not it's not about putting a medial post in. The idea is that you they, they have cushioning and that helps build the muscles and it's a very good sales pitch so I thought, well, why not? I was due changing my shoes anyway. So I thought I'll try these out and uh, it just hasn't worked. I used to get, before I ran in, in, in my Sacconis, I used to get a really, um, really dull, constant ache just outside my left shin. I think it's like the, the tendon. Um, and it might be a coincidence, but it came back pretty much almost immediately. So um, it might be a, a, a psychological thing or, you know. Good, good point. Yeah, it, it could be, but it does, it does seem weird that it, it happened straight away. And you know what? You know what? You might be right. It might, again, it might be rose-tinted glasses in a way, because how can I remember a pain that I felt six years ago, which was the last time I was probably running, yeah. not, not with a medial post in my shoe. But I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel – it doesn't feel right. I bought the Cloud Flyer Xs. Lovely shoes, not putting on down. I think they're great, but just for me, just not right. So I might still use them for park runs, see, you know, short, sharp bursts quickly, whether – because they're a lot lighter – I might have a go at that, but I think for, for my normal running, I'm going to have to put my hand in my pocket and buy. I think the Omni 20s are out now, so I might might get them ordered. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think once you find, generally, when, when you find a, a shoe that you get on with, that's kind of when you stick to, don't you? Unless, I mean, unless you're our, our Jack and then you just try and buy them all. You like collect them like they're Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, about 200 pairs, I think he's got. <laughs> although, he, although he's too young to know about Pokemon, so he's just grinning in the background. Um, so, yeah, so in, in short, mate, sorry, short answer to you, too long, did not read, is uh, I've not really run at all. I went out on Thursday with Paul for a few miles um, uh, on my old shoes, but I've just been resting my, my shin because that ache kind of stuck around. So hopefully getting back on it next week, though. Nice one. Did you not go out today? You were, not, we were, you were supposed to be meeting for a... <laughs> no, <laughs> no we, all, we all had a couple of drinks, didn't we, on Friday night on a virtual Zoom party, so uh, I am still hungover, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm not running. Uh, I'm not running at all this weekend, and I have no intentions of. No, uh, can't handle my booze like I used to. <laughs> um, so let's get started then. Uh, should we do some more? Would you rather's? Yeah, yeah. Go on then. Uh, tell you what. Before we go, I've got a couple uh, more serious ones. Um, if okay. you want to, for you to answer. Yeah, go on. Hit me. Uh, so, would you rather uh, 
park run start now, but with staggered starts, or wait until COVID's over? Oh, that is a good question. Mm. I don't. I th- it depends. It depends on what you're actually asking. I think because in an ideal, like if they could make staggered times work logistically, then staggered times easily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Straight away, I can have part run back tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Let's get on it. But that ain't going to happen, is it? Because you can't. You, they, they, yeah, they can't give people. You can't have like chips and stuff, can you? And it'd be such a big operation with just volunteers and the smaller part runs that don't have that many people in. I just don't think it would work or. In reality, it would look very, very different to what Parkrun is. Yes. What we know. So I'd probably say wait in the real world. But yeah. ideally, I'd love it back, yeah. even if it was staggered. I think another thing as well, if you do have uh, these staggered times, people will still hang about before and afterwards. So that will yeah. cause, cause issues as well. So, yeah, I think probably right. As much as as much as much I want it back, even though I've only done a couple, yeah. I'd like to get back racing again. Um, but... Well, running, sorry, because it's not running, a race. Yeah, it's not a race, remember. <laughs> yeah, so, but like I say, if if, um, if you've got all those people hanging about, it's, uh, it's going to cause issues, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good question, though. It is, yeah. Uh, another one that's been sent in. Uh, yeah. Running a race, would you rather have your name on your vest or run without? Oh. I, name on vest? Well, I <laughs> But I, I don't think I like it. I don't think it's me having my name on my vest that I'm into. I like other people having the name on the vest. Because right. one of my one of my favourite post run activities, you know, those big like run through events where you've got thousands of people running. Yeah. I like to finish, go back to about 500 metres from the finish line, and just shout people's names at them randomly as they're running the last 500 metres because it really confuses them. Like, as they're coming through, like, come on, Matt, well done. And they're like, how do you know my name? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's on my best. That's one of, it's one of my favourite head trick games to play with yeah. people. I think it'd be good going in through with the finish funnel as well when you're talking to people and you're seeing them. Nice. Well done, John. <laughs> <laughs> do I know you? You'd be really creepy about it as well. You're all right, John. <laughs> You might have some. You might have just offended somebody that has that exact voice. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could you imagine? We get some. We get an, an angry email from someone who talks like this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, def, definitely name on race race best for me. I've got a couple of non-running themed ones for you, Matt. Right. Would you rather have super speed or super strength? Ooh, super well, runner, Anna. You know, super yeah. speed. It's got to be. Hasn't it? I mean, I'm already. I'm already. Macho and manly, and I've super. <laughs> you, you can't see, but he's flexing his little noodle arms against the camera now as we talk. Uh, yeah, it's got to be super speed, hasn't it? Yeah. Pitch it to the wrong crowd there. I think everyone's, everyone's going to pick speed, aren't they? Although, although, if you had super speed, would you be like Dash from The Incredibles and be told that you have to take, you can't do sports? Mm. Do you remember The Incredibles? Dash isn't allowed to run fast, is he? No, he's got, got to be mortal. So would, would, would it mean that you just weren't allowed to race? Mm, probably. probably. In which case, super strength. Yeah. We're thinking about this a bit too deep, aren't we? Uh, here, here's one that won't go as deep, Matt. Would you rather have hot dogs for fingers or what's-its for toes? <laughs> hot dogs for fingers or what's-its for toes? Jesus. It's got to be, be what's-its for toes, hasn't it? Mm. I think. Yeah, Jack's shaking his head. Jack, would you rather have hot dog fingers? 
Yeah, yeah, without doubt, because what's it? It's so crumbly. Have you ever picked one up? Yeah. Would would they grow back? Would you watch it grow back? If you because no, you can just sit feet in your mouth, couldn't you? For, <laughs> funnily, you funnily enough, whoever submitted this question did not go into that level of detail. Oh, yeah, see, because you could be walking or going on a run, and your toes would just fall off. Mm. Yeah, could you run without toes? Well, I don't know. It's your balance, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I heel strikes. Well, I heel strikes. Well, I'll be all right. <laughs> so, so what? What? What's it for toes? Hot dogs for hands. Yeah, hot dogs Matt for hands, Jack, respectively. Mm-hmm. Hot dog yeah. fingers, though. Could you resist eating them? Mm, yeah, Maybe. I think so because it's my hands. Mm. I bite my fingers, though, so probably not. <laughs> yeah, you bite, you bite your fingernails. Oh no. Uh, okay, good one. And last one. Um, would you rather have a great personality or be really good looking? <laughs> I don't need to answer that. I've got both. That was what you were gonna say. It's such an easy setup. <laughs> Personality, I think I'd choose, if one is. Yeah. Did someone just did, did Donna just shout in the background? You're neither. <laughs> I think it's kids shouting <laughs> on kids. Uh, okay, good one. Good good fun, would you rather, as always. Thank you so much to Marshall Mainly Running. Kyla 88C, Ginger Flyer, uh, Nat from our production team. Uh, and what's her Instagram? I've not written it down. Home loving. Yes. Home, lo- home loving mother. Thank yes. you, Jack. And, and Neil, 70 Neil P. Thank you for submitting Would You Rathers. We really, really appreciate it. Right then, Matt. Mm. Marathons. Yes. Marathon season coming fairly soon. There's probably some people out there thinking about the first marathon, maybe taking the plunge, particularly with yeah. COVID for the last year. People have been cooped up thinking now's the time to do something incredible. And it is incredible running a marathon. Don't it care is. what anybody says. If you if you run a marathon, you're a marathoner. part of the trust. Um, so where was your first marathon, mate? Um, well, my mind, believe it or not, was London, my first marathon. Uh, yeah, I waited and waited and waited to uh, to apply. I think I, I, it was my fifth fifth ballot attempt, uh, and I managed to get in. Uh, so it was fifth. on ballot. It was it wasn't for charity or anything. You managed yeah. to get on ballot. I did end up running it for charity, but I managed to get a ballot place on the fifth attempt. I think it was in the years previous to now where you could have five five chances, and then on the fifth one you you got a place. Oh yeah, yeah. They only took that away fairly recently, didn't they? Where after so many attempts, you got a guaranteed one. So, so I, I think that the the premise of this conversation is basically going to be that you did what you were supposed to, and I didn't. So, yes. um, when, when, yeah, when, when the ballot, when you get the acceptance magazine through, in the magazine you have uh, different sections. So you have got the beginners uh, training plan, the intermediate training plan, and the uh, the advanced one. So I, I, because I've obviously a runner. Previously, I uh, I went for the intermediate plan and I kind of followed it pretty much bang on mm. what, that, what that plan told me to do. I think it was a 12-week plan. Whatever that plan told me to do, I did it uh, without changing or deviating from that plan. So, yeah, I think everything went pretty smoothly on my on my mm. run. It's interesting, you, it's interesting you say that, isn't it? Because my, my first and only marathon was, was Paris in 2019 and had a very different experience uh, to you. And like we said at the top of the show, the purpose of this little bit isn't to give anyone advice on how to run faster or how to complete a marathon. It's more just to look at 
what what I was going to say we did wrong, but mostly what Rob did wrong, um, <laughs> and and see where you can avoid that risk wherever possible. Because mm. for me, I didn't follow my plan correctly at all. So I got my place in Paris in the October. Mm. It was in the April. I got really excited. First marathon, really want to do it. I just finished a year of doing a lot of 10Ks. I finished on a half marathon as well and then went and got my place straight away at Paris after that as kind of like the next step. But because I had nothing else to to train for, I just Mm. thought, I thought I knew better. So I got a plan off Runner's World. I think it was like a 14-week plan, but there was like 21 weeks to the marathon. So instead (laughs) of waiting five weeks, I just duplicated some of the weeks. Bad move, bad move. Really? And looking back, a bit silly, but... Yeah. You can see why you do it, you know what I mean? You just think, well, more training's better. But I think the key takeaway I got from that was that the plans are between 12 to 14 weeks for a reason. Yes, you need that. You need, if you, if, what you should have done before, instead of duplicating that, is doing, doing some sort of base build-up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I didn't, I just kind of launched into week one and then I did like two week ones, two week fours, two week sevens. And it just it just did not work. And I think, my but I re- I distinctly remember getting to about two or three weeks before and thinking I'm exhausted. Yes. I am absolutely exhausted. Um, Just catch up with you. Yeah, and 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 I think that was reflected then in in in, in the run. And you hear a lot, don't you, about um, the marathon virgin naivety of thinking that you're invincible, and then mm. you get to twenty miles and everything just goes to pot. Yeah, and I and I had that a hundred percent in that did 20 miles, was well on for the time that I wanted, under it, in fact, um, and went out a bit too quick because you treat it like it's a 5 or a 10K. Oh, I'm going quicker. This is amazing. I don't think marathons really work like that, do they? It's kind of like you train to a to – you set yourself a time, and that's what you aim to run to. Um, and I didn't do that, and I got to 20 miles probably a bit quicker than I should have done, and then the, the, the quads cramped up, and oh. – Horrible, horrible. I, I must have, I must have walked more than I ran the last six six point yeah. two. I think, I think what were you saying when you're doubling your your, your um, training up and your that that plan you were doing? I think you said you felt burnt out about mm. two weeks before. Even with a, a normal marathon training plan, you you can get that burnt out feeling. So mm. you must have got it doubly bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard. And I think the other thing that I did as well that I would advise people not to do um, is uh, I was always chasing my plan. So what I mean by that is that if I, because I was so exhausted, I was missing runs. Mm. But then because I was missing a run, I was feeling so much guilt about missing a run. And I had this real fear, like, because you hear people die running marathons. It doesn't happen very often, but you do hear these horror stories, don't you? And I almost thought to myself, you need to respect the distance. You need to train properly. So when I would say miss a speed session on a Tuesday because I was so exhausted, I'd do it on my rest day on the Friday. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. it just and, and again, you read everyone says after a don't you don't do that. That's not no. that's not the way to do it. If you miss a run, you miss a run. You just get on with it, move on. Exactly. I think another another thing I you take from this is when you, you said you were running before and stuff before the marathon before you got this place i i had run before but before i got the acceptance letter i was the heaviest i've ever been in my life mm. so when i started my plan the, the plan was to to build into it slowly as well so that that kind of made me stick to it more yeah 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 
it always became part of the journey, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. So, yeah, I think I, I didn't take away from the fact that I loved every minute of, of, of it retrospectively, but at the time it was hard. You know what I mean? But I think the other thing, be prepared for it to be hard. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... <laughs> yeah, it's a marathon. Yeah, it's called a marathon for a reason. Otherwise, it'd be called an easy thing. I don't know. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't plan that bit very well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it gets the best of us. But if us rambling about things that I've done wrong gives you... Did that tickle you, that, mate? I'm still tickling it. E- easier for... <laughs> Easier than. Um, So, yeah, if that helps anybody not struggle, Mm. then albeit learn, learn from, learn from where I've messed up um, is kind of my motto in life. Um, So, with that being said, should we go and have a chat with Lana, somebody who has successfully run marathons? And funnily enough, Matt, Brown story, Paris 2019. Yes. Lana was there as well. Yeah, she was. So we're, so we're marathon finishing buddies. So should we go have a chat to Lana and see what she's got to say? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Lana, how are we doing? Hi, Rob. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. Very productive day so far. Looking forward to this chat. Um, seems really strange. This is the first time we're kind of interacting, really, isn't it? But um, we were just saying before we got started, we don't live particularly far from each other. We've got a bunch of mutual friends and we ran the same marathon next year. It's just small worlds, isn't it? Yeah, and yet we've never met. And I don't think I've ever seen you around either. So no. very small world, but not that small. <laughs> I guess I guess if you're not looking out for someone, you're not looking out for someone, are you? Um, so I'm really excited to, to talk to you today. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to, to speak to me. Your story is, is a really, really interesting one. Loads to get to. Uh, but if it's all right with you, I'll start where we always start these little chats. Do you want to tell me a little bit about how you first got into running? Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Um, so I started running about four and a half years ago. So at the beginning of 2016, um, initially um, I started because I wanted to lose some weight. Uh, I'd been at uni about three months and I put on over two stone. Uh, doing the usual things, of course. And so yeah. my dad was like, come on, come for a run with me it'll just kind of kickstart the whole weight loss and it did uh, I absolutely hated my first run I don't really remember it all too well uh, but I was just hooked I don't know why I think it was the idea that it was something I could share with my dad but it was also something that I knew there'd be some results uh, so yeah uh, started running took up park run about a month later uh, we'd not actually heard about park run it'd been running for years and years at uh, Rotherham Park Run before we actually went along um but yeah loved that it was kind of one of those things if I do that every week that little milestone each week would just keep me up uh just carry on running um so yeah after a few months um of starting running I decided that I didn't actually like university uh, I wanted to quit uh, and my mum's dad like you've got to have a backup option you can't just quit and not have something else to go to and so I was like, oh, what else can I do? I tried to join the Navy. I couldn't join the Navy because of the medical condition that I've got. Uh, and so I just need to find a reason to stay at Chester University. So I decided to set up the University of Chester Running Club. Uh, it was kind of the, right, let's just carry on running. Hopefully it will give me the motivation to continue running. Uh, 
but it'll also help me find some friends like-minded people that I could hang around with because I didn't have that whilst I was there uh and it kicked off it was brilliant so after about nine months which is when uh the the running club started in September I'd lost that two stern uh and I'd started up a club that was going to be brilliant it was honestly one of the best things I have ever done in my life and for the two years after that we managed to attract 150 people to join I made so many lifelong friends that I still talk to and occasionally see now uh we're, we're all over the country so don't get to run with them on a regular basis uh but yeah just seeing other people join the club none of them were particularly runners before they joined it was also kind of a oh, it's a small club, they've just started, let's go along, meet some friends and whatnot. And we were kind of a relaxed club. We didn't want to be competitive. It was quite being social, but getting the exercise in. We weren't about going out, getting drunk all the time. It was about getting outside, going for a walk and a run uh, and meeting people. And yeah, it was just brilliant to see people's journeys. The first year, I'd never done a half marathon by this point. Uh, And me along with 20 other three uh, 20 other three 23 other people from the club uh they all did it as well and we all finished uh, and it was just brilliant uh, and that just gave me the motivation to keep it up uh so yeah that's kind of why I started running quite good story as well to go from nothing to start your own running club it's pretty impressive and and another small world uh, story my best friend went to Chester uni so I know it well although my visits to Chester were much less about running and much more about drinking so. <laughs> <laughs> before you would have been there but I'll not show my age um can I just loop it back a little bit you said that you kind of started the whole journey with your dad um he, he's a big runner as well isn't he he is, yeah. So my dad's been running uh, for probably just about 15 years. I don't know. Um, but I don't really know the reason why he started running. I think he used to play football when he was younger, uh, gave that up uh, when he got a little bit older and just took to running. And ever since he started running, he's just got further and further. Dad's not particularly about speed. Uh, he is quite fast. He's, he's faster than me anyway, but he runs ultra marathons. I think he's done 11 ultras in total now, uh, about six or seven of which are 50 milers. Uh, so it's not go, not bad going for 50 odd year old. Um, but yeah, yeah, my dad's just crazy. Yeah. Good, good role model to have them from a running perspective. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay then. So if we move on, when you were telling me all about university, you did, you did mention your condition. So that's, that's MCAD, isn't it? That you, that you live with. Do you want to tell me a little bit about about that? Because it's not something I'd ever heard of before we started prepping for this show. Yes, sure. So MCAD, uh, spelled M-C-A-D-D, it stands for Medium Chain Acyl Coadridogenase Deficiency. If you you couldn't tell, I had to read that out. Um, (laughs) I may have lived... Yeah, I may have lived with it for 24 years of my life, um, but it's definitely something that I um, I don't remember. Um, so yeah, I was diagnosed at birth. Um, it's a condition, a very rare condition. Not many people are affected by it. Uh, and it's usually a telltale sign at, uh, at birth or as a young child. Um, so it's quite difficult for my parents originally, um, when I was first born, uh, very ill. But the older I've got, I've not really experienced uh, the effects of MCAD. So MCAD is about not fasting. So I can't go long periods of time without eating uh, substantial amounts of food. Um, 
people compare it to diabetes so it's kind of like something that I have to monitor is about your sugar levels nothing that I actually have to like uh, measure in numbers but it's how I feel and how I could feel the effects um, so worst case scenario is that you, you can it is quite fatal it does kill a lot of um, young people particular babies um, but so far I've been quite fortunate the only time it really affects me is when I run um, so my consultants originally said uh, you shouldn't be running especially long distances it's not something that MCAD or anyone before that they've ever uh, dealt with has experienced before having MCAD and running and I was like I'm sorry but I found something that I'm passionate about and no matter how many times you're going to tell me that I shouldn't be doing it or that I'm maybe physically won't be able to I'm going to prove you wrong um so yes I did prove them wrong I was about to say you actually did prove them wrong so why don't you tell everybody because this is pretty incredible based on what you've just told me what happened between you being told you probably shouldn't be running at all to where you got to in April of 2019 yes so um I decided I wanted to run a marathon in January 2018 uh, so this is 16 months before I actually managed to run a marathon successfully. When I said run, a lot of it is walking, but I still completed the distance. It's still a marathon. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I decided I wanted to run a marathon and I was going to run the whole marathon in 2018. Uh, the whole was uh, my dad's favourite race marathon that he'd done before and he'd done it three times before. So... The idea was that I'd run alongside my dad in September that year, so nine months to train. I got to mile 16 and there was no chance that I was going to finish. Um, I thought I'd done a good amount of training, but it clearly wasn't enough. Um, I'd done the fueling that I thought would have worked, wasn't enough. And so I just called it quits. We were just about getting to the Humber Bridge and it was a checkpoint where I could have pulled out and gone back to the start. So I did. And there was no shame in that whatsoever. Yeah, it was quite heartbreaking after nine months thinking, oh, this is the time I'm going to do a marathon. My family had come along to support me. And I ended up on a bus back to the start. N nearly sick, but I didn't let myself get to that point. Um, so, yeah, that was a failed attempt. Then uh, there was another failed attempt at Rother Valley. Um, so I'm sure you know Rother Valley very well. Um, that there you go then, a lot more well, familiar well, than I am. I was probably in bed hungover when you were running it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. There was a race, um, it's in November time, I think, where there is about, I think it's eight and a half, eight and three quarters times round, which is a marathon. Is, is, is it the ca cannonball events, I think it is, isn't That's it? Yeah. it. Well aware. Yes. <laughs> and I, I don't know why, but I thought, oh, okay, I just want to get a marathon under the belt I didn't do that time let's just do it so we both signed up to that again my dad ran it managed to complete it I didn't um end of that story uh so I was like right I need a bigger reason something that's going to give me more pressure where I have to train properly and I have to do it so let's sign up to the Paris marathon um, and that was in April last year, so 2019. Um, so my boyfriend at the time was supposed to be running it with me, but he ended up uh, rupturing the tendons in his ankle. Uh, so a romantic 
getaway turned into my parents coming along too and <laughs> me running it <laughs> with my dad um and oh getting to Paris Marathon was the most how would I explain it rewarding in the end it was quite stressful but I absolutely loved training for Paris me and my dad had a not a very rigid structure training plan but we knew what we needed to do to make sure that I could run it because I wasn't going all the way to Paris dragging my family along paying all that amount of money it's a hundred euros alone just getting into the um the race and so yeah we trained like crazy I did 25 20 milers leading up to it um numerous uh race it runs in the teens races in the teens and I absolutely perfected my fueling strategy um so when I turned up in Paris that day I knew 100% I was going to finish no matter what even if I had to crawl over that line I was going to do it um and I did and it was honestly the best experience I've ever had in my life that day like the entire day not just the race but the entire day um but I'm sure uh Rob probably has a similar story um having done the Paris Marathon as well it was yeah it, it's a special one isn't it I think to say that it's not a major um yes. you know it, it feels like I mean I've never run a major so I don't know but it it had that feeling to me and crossing that line was was pretty special and yeah that was the race that we that we both ran what was the what was the main difference then between Hull and Paris do you think was was it the fueling was it getting the fueling right do you think or was it just that pressure of I've come this far I've got to bloody do it <laughs> I think it was three things actually so it was it was getting the miles in my legs uh, I wasn't used to doing those kind of distances even for Hull uh, I think we managed to do 120 miler um, so then going to doing five before Paris was obviously I'm in a lot better shape for it uh, it was the fueling hand down like fueling is the most important thing for me so I had to learn to eat physical food substantial amounts of food whilst running so my key is chicken sandwiches uh, and I have them throughout the race so I, I usually pack about three full sandwiches and I'll, I'll get through at least two but I usually have to take other things as well so like skittles minstrels the usual things but um, I have to make sure I'm having proper food as well as the gels and, and the snacks so that was that was the very key thing and it was knowing when to take them so I had a very that was the only thing that was very rigid about my training and the actual race was when I took the fuel um, so it was on average every four miles until mile 16 and then it went to two miles so it's a lot of food <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, I can't imagine it because I think I was my, my issue with Paris because my first marathon as well was that I didn't fuel at all really so, no no not at all I did it on half a pack of fruit pastels oh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, yeah I'm not gonna hijack your chat but we'll talk about it afterwards it wasn't my finest day um but yeah, to, to think that the, I, I can't eat when I run. That was my biggest problem. I really struggle. So fair play to you. To, I don't know if I could do it if I had to. It's, it's a real, real strength of character to say, right, I'm going to adjust the way I run to make sure that I can do it. So you've run Paris. You've run your first marathon. You've overcome all these obstacles. You're in Paris. Day can't get any better, can it? Oh, no, obviously not. No. Uh, so my... Um... 
then boyfriend was cooking up a plan. Uh, my mum and dad were in on it, of course. Uh, and then at the finish line, it was very crowded. I'm sure you'll remember. It was crazy crowded. Um, but we walked up to the Arctrium, take a few like celebratory pictures, and then Callum proposed. So yes, um, the day couldn't have got any better, could it? <laughs> what a good story, eh? What, what, what a great day. Brilliant. Yeah. Well done, Callum. Definitely. Well done, Callum. <laughs> my wife will be seething because my proposal wasn't anywhere near as romantic as that. Um, I think she, I think she's in her pyjamas. Um, so, brilliant. Let's talk a little bit about since Paris then. So, um, you've done another marathon since, haven't you? Uh, yes, it wasn't as successful, but I did finish somehow. <laughs> finishing, 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 isn't it? Um, uh you you're a blogger that's right isn't it you, yeah a, a little you, bit no, see, see, i a little bit or or whatever i think blogging and the written word now when you've got idiots like me who can just don't even have to put any effort in can just talk rubbish and get people to listen <laughs> the, the art of putting your thoughts down for people to read i think is a bit of a lost one so how did you get into that um to be honest i've never been a reader of blogs um because I, I always get a, not annoyed but I always think the people that don't necessarily have a story um like a big fabulous reason as to why they got into running and all the people that aren't particularly fast I am so slow like I walked the majority of well not the majority but a good proportion of that marathon um and I always think those kind of people are kind of overlooked so the people that you hear about the people that you you see on social media on the tv they're always people that have big names uh they're running two-hour marathons uh, and they're sponsored by everybody left right and center and I thought no like the people that are the most genuine and the people that you can really like um understand are the people that are just like you and yeah, I might have got a story. The um, the running club was an amazing experience and I got so much from that. Uh, I've got MCAD, which obviously has bring me, brought me lots of challenges um, that the majority of people probably don't go through themselves. But one, it's the way that I can share my experiences with MCAD because there are a lot of parents out there um, that have children with MCAD and they're thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen to my kid when they get older. Uh, my mum and dad didn't have any support. They didn't know anyone else that had MCAD. I've never actually met anybody else with MCAD. So it was a good way to put that word out. But also, I I just want to share my experiences. I'm not bothered about getting fast. I've done a, a few quick races. I've got a few PBs and whatnot. But I'm never going to be fast. My my reason for running is just to go out and explore, to enjoy myself, take some pictures. I love taking photos. Uh, and I just want to share my experiences, share the photos and hopefully get other people into running. That's one reason why I set up the running club in the first place. And potentially the blog might influence that as well. It's just to get people that maybe don't have the confidence to go out running. Just, just do it. Like, why not? Like, if I can run... If everybody else can run, so can you. Um, so, yeah, my blog's not about tips and things for people. I'm no expert at anything at all. <laughs> um, so it's just about sharing the runs I do, uh, the walks I do. started doing quite a lot more walks. 
uh, and just my experience I've, I've done a couple about MCAD in general uh, MCAD how to run a marathon um, and just just my experiences of race days and whatnot so I'm not a big blogger definitely not a big blogger and I've probably only um, reached as far as my mom who, who regularly reads my blogs and texts me when she's um, clearly trying to read herself to sleep um, <laughs> uh, but yeah just I like putting my thoughts down and hopefully someone will read them and um, it might inspire some people to get out there and start running yeah and if it reaches anyone then I think it's worth doing isn't it I think exactly the big thing that you've said I know that it's important to you to talk about MCAD and, and maybe reach some people who might feel isolated but for me and, and I'm not trying to blow smoke or anything but your story isn't just one related to your condition it's it's a story of being told you can't do something and having the perseverance and the determination to overcome it and that can be applied to anything really can't it yes um, definitely yeah because that that was one thing that stemmed from the navy so the navy being rejected from the navy because of mcad was before i was actually told that maybe you shouldn't be running with the condition and i thought well i can't change the navy i tried to um, appeal the decision and i had no control over that but with what people are telling me i do have control over so that that's what that's them from but yeah anybody could overcome any challenges it doesn't have to be a medical condition um sometimes it's about proving not necessarily other people wrong but sometimes even just your own thoughts or something that's preventing you from maybe thinking you can do something absolutely uh, what's the saying influence uh don't don't get too hung up on the things you can't control but influence the things that you can i like that i don't think i've heard that one before I might have just made it up. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's go good either it. way. We'll go with it. Um, how's lockdown been for you? Oh, good old lockdown. Um, so I was working throughout lockdown, but I was working. I say not much going on. Um, I think that was the most stressful thing for me was that I didn't have anything going on at work, but I still had to be seen to be working. Um, so I couldn't just go out for a walk or go for a run whenever I wanted. Um, and I think that's the one thing that kept me relatively sane during lockdown was that I could still go for a run. And my local moved in together just before lockdown started. Um, and we moved to a place where we've got the Trans-Pennine Trail just on our doorstep. And uh, I think that was the reason why I... I kept coped a lot better than I could have done. Um, but yeah, my running went downhill. The only reason my running uh, continued was uh, the Runner Miles for Mind initiative. Uh, so that's Runner, R-U-N-R, that I'm sure you've all heard of um, Runner. Uh, and that's where I set myself to do 100 miles for the month, which at that point, because my running had gone downhill, um, it was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to meet um, 100 miles. Uh, and I did. I kind of saw it as like, right, just focus on that. You've got nothing else to focus on. You can't plan anything. You can't do anything. So just get out and run. Um, and I managed to do my biggest ever mile month. So 135 miles, I think I did. Um, but lockdown was fun, wasn't it? I'm sure you, um, you had similar thoughts to lockdown. 
I had three screaming kids in the background, so I couldn't couldn't wait to get out for a run. <laughs> Fighting the wife at the door to be the one who could get out. Um, it's 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 been a challenging time, hasn't it? But I think running is is such a good coping mechanism when you can get out when you can get out and do it. Um, so hopefully over the the coming months, we never we don't know when it's going to happen, but hopefully things are going to calm down, get somewhere back to normal at some point. What's twenty twenty one got got in store for you from a running perspective? So this isn't something I've really thought about too much. So I was supposed to do the Yorkshire Marathon. Yes, another marathon. After the first, I said, no, we're going to do another one. Um, I was supposed to do that in October with my dad and my auntie, and that was postponed. So that'll be on next year, hopefully. Um, there's a couple of other little races, I think, that were postponed. You kind of just forget what you had planned because... You, you just knew instantly probably from about March April it was like everything's going to be cancelled just kind of forget about it um so I think there's a few things lined up but I couldn't tell you off my off the top of my head but me and Callum are so I wanted to do something with Callum Callum doesn't run because of the ruptured tendons in his ankle um but I've always wanted to share that experience of accomplishing something with him. Like he's always there. He's always supporting me, but it's not, he doesn't have that as well. Uh, so we have decided we're going to walk the coast to coast. So 190 miles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Next day, walking 190 miles sounds awful, but I'm sure it'd be pretty. Oh yeah. It might look nice. And um, I'm sure it won't be pretty on our feet. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're not big walkers at all. We only started walking when we decided let's let's think of something that we can do together. And the only thing really, like he's into the gym. Um, yeah, it was walking. So we're aiming to do 190 miles over 13 days. We'll Brilliant. see. Sounds <laughs> awesome. Brilliant. So before we get out of here, is there anyone you want to mention? And any? Anyone you're working with that you want to shout out from social media perspective, anything like that? Oh, I don't know. Like, so my family are obviously like the main supporters to my running, and they they've taken me to races, they've joined me on races, they've stood in the horrific weather. You can't even imagine what they've gone through and what they've sacrificed for my running. So my mom, dad, and Callum, they they just. I couldn't ask for anything more. And my dad running alongside me, that's just like, it, it's brilliant. Um, and I think that's a, a big reason why I carry on running is that I get to share that with my dad. Um, so, yeah, that's nice. Um, but then the running club as well. So there's a few friends that I made from that. Yeah. Uh, I'll give them a little shout out, particularly to um, Rachel Cunia and um, Sophie Kingston. So they live at polar ends of the country to me. So I rarely get to see them. Uh, but they were two girls that joined the running club uh, having never run before they didn't particularly want to join they didn't want to be running with other people and uh, they, they've just completed half marathons and so I was just so immensely proud to see where they've come from and how I've helped them do that and it's a little bit selfish I suppose but I just feel like their achievement makes it feel more of an achievement for me uh, than me achieving my own um successes so that's really good as well um yeah just just the the community on social media in general like so many people are so supportive like you've never met these people and it's a good chance that you might never get to meet everybody that you do socialize with online um 
and yet they're always there to drop you a message they see something that you post that you just you just want to chat and there's someone there always um I, I always remember uh there's a lady down south called Claire and she ran her first marathon the year that I did and we met on Instagram about four years ago and she dropped me a message midway through the Paris marathon just wishing me luck and just telling me like you could do this and and that was just such a a lovely message to receive halfway through the marathon um and yes she's just always been there as well so yeah thank you everybody on um social media uh hopefully and just follow you all and see where you're all up to and hopefully we can all um chat at some point even if i haven't actually spoken to all yet just like you i suppose i've not actually spoken to you before um so hopefully we can meet in person yeah absolutely uh so you are run lana run on instagram if anyone wants to give you a follow and uh we'll also um we'll link your uh your blog in the bio for this episode as well so if anyone wants to check out lana's blog you definitely should um build the numbers <laughs> up from a bum um and yeah, that's, that's about it mate so let's make sure that once all this covid nonsense is over let's let's do a park run shall we Definitely, although you'll be a lot further in front than I will. (laughs) We'll run it together. We'll run it together. Um, Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you taking time to tell your story. Um, And I'll see you soon, hopefully. Great. Thank you very much for having me. I I enjoyed that one, Rob. That was good. Yeah, good, wasn't it? Isn't she good, Lana? Yes. How she does it with bloody marathons and, and eating like that, just like taking a packed lunch with her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come, yeah. Oh, mate. Well, it's funny enough, coming full circle on the back of uh, uh, the segment we did before about uh, marathon mishaps, mm. I, I'm the absolute opposite of her in the sense that I did it all in my marathon, which is part of the reason I think I fell off a cliff. Because <laughs> not one fueled, not one bit. No, I ran Paris Marathon on water and about half a pack of fruit pastels. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, that must have been tough. No wonder you were you struggled at twenty miles then. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing was, I, ne- I never trained with fuel, with fueling, so and gels. And in fact, my wildest story happened while I was training for that marathon. If you remember that from the last episode, from, from when we did it. So that was um, so that put me off having gels. So I just didn't really fuel. And your bo- what I didn't realise is that your body can probably get to about twenty miles without any fuel in it. Just about. Yes. Um, but after that, it sh- it just can't it, unless you you know you've got something genetic about you. It just can't. So um, that, I think that's why I fell off the cliff. That yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I had, I had a pack of. What to do. I was like, well, I can't take gels because I'm only taking carry-on to Paris and I can't take them in my hand luggage. So how am I going to take them? <laughs> yeah. so that's true. That's true. Wow. So, I've never thought about that because you can't, you can't take liquids with yeah, you. Ah. Exactly. So I bought, I bought a pack of fruit. I panicked and bought a pack of fruit passes in the WH Smiths inside the airport once I'd been through security. Yeah. Mm. Well, what are you going to do next time then for your next month? Do you think you'll try and, try and feel better or practice? Well... Funny enough, yeah, are you going to the exact opposite of everything this time, Rob? Um, uh, definitely going to fuel. I'd, I've started using gels this year on my long runs. Anything over six, seven miles, I take a gel. 
Mm. Um, so I'm getting used to it. SIS gels, so it's one brand as well. But again, my marathon next year is going to be Berlin. So same issue. I've only got carry on, so I don't know. I might, I might, I might, have, to, I might have to post a load of gels to my Airbnb host two weeks before. <laughs> You'll have to you have to pay for a bag. <laughs> yeah. Put a bag and just put two gels in it. <laughs> yeah, just put put a box of SIS gels in it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But definitely amazing from Lana's perspective. Yeah. Um, my last marathon, I uh, I did Chester last year, and in the within the first mile, <laughs> all of my gels fell out of my gel belt. <laughs> <laughs> Did, you, did you buy a really dodgy cheap gel belt? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was an eBay, eBay special. <laughs> um, one fell out. I thought, oh no, I'll try and keep all the Titan restroom up. <laughs> 200 yards that lift. Oh, one fell out. Other one, oh God. Uh, so I struggled with that one. <laughs> I think I did save on Chester for 20 miles. I was running perfect up to 20 because I'd lost these gels. Yeah. That would be done. Yeah, I think. Yeah. All, all fell apart. That story is don't buy. Gel belts. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you. Uh, we say that Lana and I are marathon buddies, but you. You were nearly club buddies with Lana, weren't you? Yeah, I, almost. I. I'm, not, I'm currently unaffiliated, so I used to run for Rotherham Harriers. Yeah, uh, that's quite a, an old traditional club. I think it's nine, 1908. They were. Uh, they were formed. Mm. So it's quite quite an old club. Um, but she runs for Kimberworth Striders, who I'm thinking about joining. Right, uh, okay. Yeah, the more of a social type groups, you know, they do all the pub runs and this, that, and other. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but I don't know. What, I don't know what to choose. I don't know whether to go with them or go back with old old club. Uh, you'll have to. Um, you'll have to give her a. You'll have to give her a a, a, a tap her up and ask her. This, this friend. I'm a running friend. Running friend. No, I think what it boils down to. Can I come to running club with you, please, Lana? <laughs> will, you, will you talk to me? I think uh, you're doing that creepy voice again, aren't you? <laughs> uh, that was a different creepy voice. All right, Lana, it's me, Matt. We're <laughs> <laughs> run uh, together. Uh, <laughs> no, I th- I th- we'll, we'll pass on that one. The I answer think... will be no. <laughs> yeah. I think what it boils down to is uh, Rotherham Arias. They're running it's a black black vest with white trim. Yes, um, very smart. Yeah. The uh, the striders running bright yellow with black trim. Oh, mm, like, so, like it's like a bumblebee. I, I mean, yeah, I'm a pretty vain person, so it all depends. Boils down to whether whether I look good in black or yellow. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, you have to keep us updated on that, Matt. Mm. Pressing news of which club Matt chooses uh, to run with. So, uh, should we move on to make Matt run? Yes, the make Matt run challenge. Very good. That gets okay. better every week. <laughs> it's ba- bathroom practice in it. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, so last week uh, the score ended up at four three, uh, and Nat's taking on the challenge. She was meant to do it three weeks ago, wasn't she? The Strava Art Challenge. Uh, she had to self isolate, so she wasn't able to do it. Uh, so she's now picking up her go. Yes. Um, we put it out to the guys on Instagram okay. to see what suggestions we could come up with. And they uh, landed on a Christmas tree, which I think is great, especially because weirdly everyone's putting up the Christmas decorations now by the way. Yeah. It's mid-November. What's your thoughts on that? When Jar's going up, Rob? <laughs> Mate, <laughs> for me, I hate Christmas. I hate Christmas. I'm such a Grinch. Yeah. Um, 
Well, then again, that being said, that's not a very good expression, is it? Because the Grinch didn't hate Christmas, he hated people. Um, and that is fair. <laughs> but no, we, we don't have any, we don't, we don't have a tree. We have like a little LED thing that sits on the mantelpiece and, yeah. a, and, an, and an LED penguin that's kind of cute. And that just goes up about a week before. Yeah. I don't know, I just, I don't get into the spirit of it, mate. I'm terrible. I'm boring. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much like that. Up Christmas Eve, down boxing there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe a bit longer than that, to be fair. God, our, our kids are... Jack's just, Jack's just wrote the word Scrooge on the screen. Um, uh, so, yeah, so Christmas tree is being done. Um, so shall we get over and see how Nat got on? Yes, let's give her a call. Hello. Hi, Nat, how are you? Hey, Matt, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Ringing about the uh, Strava that we uh, we managed to get done this time round. <laughs> yeah, finally, second time lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It, uh, it was great fun. I have to admit. Nice one. Uh, obviously, we put we put it out to listeners, didn't we, to the people on the Instagram. Uh, yeah. To put out what you were going to draw, and it was a Christmas tree. So, how do you think you've done? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I think they were they were quite kind to me. Really, I think it could have been a lot worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was quite pleased with the Christmas tree. So you know, uh, a washing line or anything or something for you, you've well, mentioned putting a washing line, didn't you? That was my suggestion. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to give myself an easy job. <laughs> couldn't make couldn't make it that easy for you. Matt. <laughs> couldn't make it that easy for you. So, so Scrooge, how do you how do you think she's done? Are you going to send it across? Oh, humbug! Yeah, no. Let's let, let's have a look at it then. Nat. Let's let let's see how you did. Uh, okay. Everybody, while Matt's sending it, if you want to uh, pop over to our socials, have a scroll across, and you'll ha- you'll be able to see uh, how Nat did. Okay, right, just a minute. Right, should be coming through any time now. Oh, bugger. Nat, that's really good. <laughs> From Scrooge. Well, it's more like Luke than anything else, to be honest, Rob, but... <laughs> oh, no. It's very symmetrical. It is. And very Christmas tree looking. Yes, which 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 is the primary purpose. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you a little star on top as well. I was going to say the yeah. stars are, stars a bit wonky. Yeah. But, but you can tell it's a star, can't you? You can, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well done, yeah. that. Thank you. I really enjoyed doing. It, actually, I was a bit worried because uh, the place where I did it is really busy uh, field, and there was like loads of families out, dog walkers. And they must have thought, what on earth is this woman doing, just running backwards and forwards in these zigzag lines? Uh, but uh, yeah, they left me to it. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I so when, when you're doing this Strava, right, you're running in these zigzag lines. They kind of look at you funny, but they stay away from you, so it's all right. Do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Just, did it, did, more importantly, did it get you in the Christmas spirit, that? It did, and you know what? Actually, I might think I think I might actually do a few more. You know, um, just for my own sort of amusement, I'm gonna yeah. try and do a few more Christmassy themed ones between now and uh, and Christmas. Yeah, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. Just well, oh, good. And, and and I assume you're gonna share them on your uh, on your Instagram. So uh, if anyone doesn't know, what's your what's your Instagram handle? Yeah, so it's Home Loving Mother Runner. Home and I will loving. Share them if they're any good. <laughs> if they're any good, yes, with the caveat. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't think I can argue this one this week, Matt. No, that's definitely one for me again. Yeah, I reckon so. Good work, Matt. Thank mm. you. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much.
Brilliant. Okie dokie. Then, oh, that's it's really tight now, isn't it? We're going to have to have a little think about how what we're going to do to finish this one off. Um, but yeah, thanks so much, Nat. Amazing. Uh, good luck with the rest of the uh, the Christmas ones. May maybe you and Matt could do a collaboration. Mm. Matt, could, Matt, could actually, Matt, Matt could actually run one of these challenges for once. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> No, good, good, good effort, mate. Really appreciate it. Have a great no afternoon, okay? No problem at all. See you later. See you later. See you later. Bye. Well done, Nat. Yes, well done. Back in the game. Get in. Yeah. So you, you know what, as well, like, like we chatted a bit before we obviously did the bit. Sorry to ruin it for everybody. We don't actually phone her. Um, but uh, she worked really hard on it, didn't she? So the fact that she, you know, she had a family with her as well, a, a, mm. a kid and a, and a partner, was they, they, they were there watching her and she was doing it in amongst people. And, you know, you put yourself out there and it's, it's amazing that our friends are getting involved in doing this because you refuse to. Um, <laughs> so it got me thinking, to be honest, mate. So I know that's 4-4. Mm -hmm. However, I reckon that, Probably in, in some of these recent weeks, we've got a little bit kind of, we've kind of lost the, the purpose of what we wanted to do these for. Yeah. Got a bit competitive and sort of snappy with each other, haven't we? And mm. I think just from that kind of brought it home to me because we were chatting to Becky as well last week and she said the same thing, you know, planning when to do it. And, mm. um, and you know, and she did a really good MasterChef logo, but because we wanted it to be perfect and I wanted to get the point off you. It was like, no, 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 getting like super. And, and I think it kind of defeats the point. And I've been back and I've looked at it and I don't feel right taking that point off Becky from last week, if I'm last honest. Last week? Mm. Uh, yeah, I think you're yeah. a bit harsh, mate. Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah. just really twist the knife. Um, uh, no, I, I do, I think. You I, know, I, see what you, I see what you mean, yeah. People, people are going out of the way to go and help me out and try and win, win points for me and, and make a job, good job of it themselves, aren't they, as well? So, yeah. I mean, mm. I mean, Becky's, it was kind of like, Becky's was good, but we were just saying, I argued that it wasn't good enough. It wasn't like Jack's that was just crap. <laughs> so, you know, there's no getting away from that point. But, but no, I think, I think what, what I'd like to do, sir, is I would like to humbly admit defeat. I would like to give you the point from last week. Becky did a really good job. Give yeah. you the point from this week. Wow. That makes it 5-3. And with one episode, I cannot catch you, sir. Yes. Get so congratulations. Get also, well, no, sorry. No, no. Congratulations to our friends who did it for you. Not congratulations to you because you've done nothing. <laughs> In fact, I'll tell you what then. To make it interesting, how about you do the last one for double acquits? Ooh! So now you, if if you do it good, it means I win. So it means you, if you want to do it good to, for your own pride, yeah. it means I I take the win. But if you want to do it shit, just to put me over, <laughs> right? Is that the way around we're doing it then? So it'll be yeah. no. So if if you if, if you draw it good, right? It's a win. It's a win to make that run. Right. Okay. So if okay. you do it rubbish, then you win yeah. the point. Because right. you're drawing it for me, aren't you? Okay, so I, so I could do it rubbish on purpose? Yes, so it's Ooh. down to you. And instead of arguing about it ourselves, should we do a poll for it and, and ask the listeners to tell yeah. us whether, whether it's good or bad? Mm. I, what we're going to let, let you draw, though, let's think. Go on, you tell me. Well, you, you, you're, you're, my fate is in your hands. Go on. <laughs> the power is in my hands. I feel like mm. I'm going to uh, take me out. <laughs> <laughs> be a weird episode. Uh, yeah, 
I tell you what, we'll we'll put a put a poll out again. Yeah. People, yeah, do that. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, let's do that then. So we're gonna do one last go. I'm gonna be doing it. And if I do it and if people think I did it well, then you win. But if I, I do it crap, yes. I win. So it's down to you. Okay. Oh, playing on my morals. <laughs> Okay. Uh, have we got a good news story, Matt? Not a particularly a good news story as such, but because there's not been many races or much going off, uh, but I just want to give everybody else out there a shout out and you know getting out there in the dark nights. Um, maybe you've been isolating and stuff, but you've still been getting stuff done in the house. Um, just everybody that's pretty much, you know particularly don't want to go out, but are still doing it and going out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, to... I, yeah I think that's a good point, mate, isn't it? Mm. Because we focused in quite a lot on, on specific stories with these, uh-huh. these good news bits, but life's tough at the minute, isn't it, it? Is. with lockdown and isolating and shielding and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And I think to everybody who's listening, whether you're getting out five times a week and running, whether you're, not getting out at all and just doing a bit of yoga in the living room because that's all you can stomach. It doesn't matter. Just well done for carrying on through these really tough times, these long, long nights, cold, Mm. dark, just well done. Well done to everybody. We're getting the keep on pushing through. Yeah. You're all, you're all our heroes of the week. So we definitely, definitely salute you. Good one. Yep. So, so the series is nearly over, Matt, isn't it? it We've is, only got one yeah. episode left. One left, yes, with Mr. Um, Carlo. Yeah, good, good next, last episode. Yeah, yeah, good last episode. So Carl's going to be talking to us about the 10 marathons in 10-day challenge that he did yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah, we spoke about it in a previous episode, didn't we? He's coming on and talking to us about that, which will be fun. Yeah. Can't wait for that one. That one's going to be absolutely awesome. Uh, we're also going to be doing a bit of a Q&A to finish the the, the, uh, the series. So Matt and I are hoping that you've got some questions, some things you'd like to know about us, our running journeys, what we think about certain things going on in the world, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you do have a question, if you can ping us an email uh, at uh, we are what the fart like podcast at gmail.com or reach yeah. out to us on the social media. Uh, you can either send us a question or if you would like to send us a voice note of your question, yeah. absolutely cool. Just tell us who you are, your social media handle, and then ask us your question. Jack can splice all that in for us. That make it, might, might make it quite cool and interactive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, please ask us some questions. Let's, uh, let's finish the show strong. Mm-hmm. Um, also, super important, guys, if you're not already following us on, on the social medias, the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, please do so. We are finishing up next after next week for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. But that doesn't mean we're going quiet. We've got some bonus uh, bits for you. We're going to be doing a round table with the production team on our thoughts and reflections on Series 1, uh, yeah. along with some uh, bloopers that Jack's been compiling. <laughs> uh, there's some funny outtakes that we've got. Uh, we'll do a, we're doing a 12 Days of Christmas bit. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be around. We're not leaving yeah. you. So can't can't get rid of us that easy. We're, we're like, still gonna, I think what you're trying is we're, we're still going to be active. Yes, we're still going to be about. We are like herpes once you catch us <laughs> we never really leave. isn't that right mark you know all about that, yeah. don't you mate <laughs> yeah according, according to people on that <laughs> would you <laughs> yeah according yeah you are definitely someone who has who has uh yeah. some kind of sexual oh, no, like, like, capture it? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, and also, we're having a rap party. Uh, we've we put it on our social media. Uh, on the 4th of December, we're going to be having a rap party. We're going to be having a bit of a quiz on Zoom. Uh, I'm doing a bit of a Would You Rather live, uh, chatting to some people. We've got some previous, some Series 1 guests on the show. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. We want as many people to come as possible. So, again, if you're interested, drop us an email drop us a message on the socials and we'll yeah. get you invited. A mm-hmm. uh, couple of thank yous, Matt. Yeah, uh, first of all, I want to shout out my mum. She certainly started running a couple of years ago, maybe two, two and a half years ago. Uh, she joined the stride, a local Stride Out group. Um, she built up from there and she became, became a run leader. And then this week, she's just coached two people to the Couch to 5K. She's did the uh, graduation with them today. So Rebecca Locklet and Dawn Butcher. Yeah, done, done great. So shout out to my mum as well, Gail Hattersley. Yeah, well done, Matt's mum. And well mm-hmm. done to Rebecca and, was it Rebecca and Donna, did you Do- say? Do- Dawn, Dawn, sorry. Was, yeah. Rebecca mm-hmm. and Dawn, well done. Yeah, nice one, Gail. But staunch supporter of the show as well is our Gail, isn't she? She so, is, yeah. She uh, is. Yeah, lots, lots of love for Gail. Um, thanks to Graham Lindley, as ever, for our yep. music. Still rocking the, the Movember moustache. Mm-hmm. Um Big happy birthday to uh, one of our production guys, to Joe. Yes. The reason why I have a hangover two days later. <laughs> oh, me too. And I didn't drink too much either. Oh, gosh. It was, it was a messy one, wasn't it? It's them 90s style drinks, I think. No, the, the WKDs and the Smirnoff oh. Ice. Oh, I just, I'm feeling nauseous just thinking and about that, it. That, that hooch was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> awful so yeah so happy 40th birthday to joe um absolute superstar big big part of our show particularly liaising with our guests and keeping me organized between weeks because i can't do it myself so thank you joe and happy birthday yeah and a big thank you of course to lana run lana run on uh, on instagram uh thank you to nat for make nat run Mm mm-hmm Make run. And yeah, looking forward to talking to Carl next week. I think that's about it, mate, isn't it? We got anything else to talk about? That's us done. Well then, hope everyone has a great week. Enjoy your runs. I'm going to get back off for the rest of my evening. But if you do want to stick around, we've got a bit of bonus content for you. Matt and Jack recorded an interview this week with our producer Paul, chatting to the guys at Saltair Brewery. Matt, is that right? Yes, Nick, Hall- Nick Halliwell from uh, Saltair Brewery is coming, uh, coming on to uh, talk about some of their beers. Uh, and they've got a crafted uh, little discount code for you as well. So if you want to stick around for that, uh, yeah, get on get on it. Nice one. Nice one. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to bugger off. I'll leave you to it. Uh, have a great week, everyone. See you later. I've uh, got a couple of guys on from the podcast. We've got Jack, uh, Editor Jack, and we've got Paul. How are you guys? Not too bad, thank you. How are you both? I'm all right, cheers. Not too bad. Nice. You all right, yeah, man? I'm good, yeah. What, what I could do with right now is some, is some beer, mate. I'm quite a fan of craft ales. How about yeah. you guys? I know how you feel. Just just to sort of wet those taste buds on a Sunday evening after your roast dinner, it will go yeah. down nicely, especially as we can't pop along to the pub nowadays. I know, yeah. I miss that we've not had a chance to like, meet up and go to the pub and just go for a few drinks just to chat. Well, we I do have somebody uh, line. Nick, Nick uh, Helliwell from Saltair Brewery. How are you, buddy? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me. Nice one. Yeah, so uh, as we all like uh, craft ales and beers, 
Uh, I'm, you've got plenty on offer to, uh, to to sell to us, have you? We have. I don't know. Uh, you guys want to hear a bit about the brewery, about where we yes, come from yeah. and what we do? Yeah, I know you're yeah. a local local uh, brewery and trying to cr- uh, promote local businesses during this climate at the minute. So, yes. Fairly local. I would say it's West Yorkshire, not South. I hope you're not going to... No, that's, fine. <laughs> that's near enough it's all good you know when the uh when the pubs are open we do send a van every every thursday into sheffield so hopefully people oh, have nice. the, the uh the beer on the uh on the pumps around around the city um yeah we're saltair brewery we're in west yorkshire um and we've been going for about 15 years we employ about 45 people at the moment we make about five or six million pints a year this is uh this is going nice. to be uh uh, for various reasons, um, probably going to be a record year for us, a very different year. You know, we used to yeah. sell 45% of our beer into the supermarkets, but uh, into, sorry, into the into the pubs, but that has just dried up to about 5% now. So mm. it's been replaced by the supermarkets ordering more and, um, and people ordering direct um, from mm. us, which is something we never offered before March, April. It was we always did it through a distributor, and this the change of environment just means we've had to do something new, and it's really, really worked. Yeah, moving, moving with the times. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes so you can it. you can buy our beer across the UK. Hopefully, um, your listeners will have seen it in supermarkets. We're in all the major supermarkets. Plus, now twenty over twenty countries worldwide. Wow! So wow. pretty pleased this year that um, we've sent out White Christmas to um, Trinidad and Tobago. So they're going to be drinking it <laughs> and, and white Christmas beer yeah. on the beach yeah, in Trinidad right. and Tobago. Um, <laughs> it's going pretty well in New Zealand, and we've just uh, done a nice contract with Russia that just starts uh, in the next week or two. So uh, it's uh, that, that side's growing as well, which is nice. That's nice to hear. That's nice to hear. People often say we straddle the boundary between traditional and modern beer. So traditional beer is that kind of the hand-pulled on the yeah. pub and the 500 ml bottle you get in the supermarket. And then we've had this craft revolution, which is keg beer, colder, fizzier, stronger, more powerful, and yes. in cans. So a majority of our beer is that traditional style, and that's Blonde, which is our flagship beer, and Triple Choc, which is our big award winner. But um, increasingly, it's cans that are taking over, and that format grows. And we've just snagged. This is, I mean, it's just started, so it's pretty... New, pretty kind of fresh news this but we've just snagged brew dogs ex-development brewer who came up with most of their new recipes and he's just oh, started wow. working for us he wanted to move down from scotland so we've snagged him and uh, so 2021 <laughs> looked good we're gonna have some interesting stuff to share i think so you've got lots of new beers coming out next next year then nick yes and it's that kind of style you know that modern beer it's kind of it's a bit hoppier it's sometimes a little bit hazy it's those new england ipas you know that that kind of those uh those um those more flavor forward styles that's the kind of thing that that rob will bring to us and we can uh, we can really start to start start um doing some exciting things in that area i think i mean we've been doing the traditional styles of beer the blonde the best bitters that kind of thing we've been doing that for years and doing a really good job of it and we've got a great following of uh of fans and we've never moved away from that we always want to work for and with those people and uh and uh and and our skills and our knowledge and we're really looking forward to it so obviously we know a lot of our guys on instagram follow and they love brew dogs so they love to hear that all that news but Good. before we yeah. let you go i know um you've got a couple of virtual parties coming up and you've got a virtual brewery tour so just give us a little 
rundown of what that is and and where our guys can come and buy your beer if they want to try some over the Christmas period. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's let's start talking about those events. And this is something we've um, we sat down at the beginning of this festive season and had a really good think about this because obviously things are going to be very different this year. Uh, isolation, uh, separation, not being able to get out, and those kind of things. So we were trying to work out how we could make this happen and help um, help other people. So um, we started. Uh, our, one of our our company strapline is "Beer Done Right." Full stop between each one. Very clear. Mm-hmm. Beer done right. So we decided to launch Zoom Done Right. So um, basically, I know people use Microsoft Teams and Google Meet and those kind of things. Generally, we use Zoom as a business, and Zoom just seemed the right word there. So Zoom Done Right, and we're offering this. It's corporate, so these are businesses that want to get their staff together, and then there's also families who can't be together who want to come together, and also bunches of friends who are spreading around UK and Europe who want to come together. So we organise the food and the drink. We put that in a box, um, or if it's more local, so in Yorkshire, then we can organise hot food to be delivered at the same time. But basically, it's, it's, it's beer, wine, cider, spirits, whatever people need, it turns up. And then if people want, we can help out with the entertainment. So we do tutored beer tastings. So we'll come on and talk to people for an hour or so about where beer comes from and why it tastes like it does and a- answer questions. And those things seem to go down really well. We can offer cocktail making classes. We can even, you know, people want to do their own quizzes generally, but we can offer that kind of thing. But basically just being there to facilitate people to get them together. And it's, you know, it's worked really well. We've already done, uh, this is the season for corporate ones. We've already done two or three corporate ones. Um, we've got some uh, personal ones lined up, uh, including we've got um, one of the uh, university um, beer uh, tasting groups down south. Uh, they've decided to, to, to have, a, have a session with us. So we've got all kinds of groups coming together and do this beer tasting. So, so let's see. I think this is it's a new world for all of us. So let's see what happens. That's and right. That... Because a lot of people will be missing their Christmas parties this year. And I think that's that social interaction that people are really yeah, wanting. Exactly. So, so it was that that then made us think, what else can we do? How can we help people get out without actually getting out? And one of the things that was really popular when we could all get together was brewery tours. So we'd, we'd do two or three tours a week and it was always sold out. So we decided to, um, we've got a professional come in and, and filmed like five or six, two or three minute slots around the brewery. The MD introducing it, we've got, uh, um, we've got um, the, the brewer talking about the kit. We've got the guy who packages the bottles talking about the bottles. And so you can see into the, the brewery and see what's happening. But interspersed with that, they've received a box of beer with some snacks in it and a glass, and then we'll sit and we'll drink these beers and talk about these beers as they see how the beer is made. And in that box, we also send a little box of malt and a little box of hops. So while the malt's going in the beer, they can taste that malt and see, this is what I'm eating that's going in that and get those Mm. flavors. And when the brewer's putting the hops into the kettle, they can get their hops out and give them a little rub in their hands and get that smell. So it's interactive, you know, feeling, tasting, smelling what the brewery is like on a brew day. So, you know, it's not the real thing, but we're getting as close as we can. I'm hoping, and we've just launched this, we've already sold a handful of them, and I think it'll gather pace as we get towards Christmas. But I'm hoping this is a gifting opportunity for people or or, or even for themselves, and we'll run them then through January and February, and let's see how long this thing goes on for. But if we can do something that we love doing and people enjoy as well, that's the point, really. And where, and where can we get where can we get all these uh, these products from then? Yes, so um, 
it's pretty simple. Saltairbrewery.com in there. Yes. We've got uh, the, the, the web shop is integrated onto the site, so it should be pretty straightforward. Um, we sell beer in bottles, beer in cans. We also sell a bunch of mixed cases if people want to, uh, to, uh, to have a little bit of a, uh, of, a, of a different range in there so they can try different bits and pieces. We also sell mini casks. So this is uh, five litres, which is about eight or nine pints of proper beer. This is the proper pint, the closest thing you're going to get to a pub. So it's the beer that would be in a cask with the actual yeast in it. So you've got to put it on, the, on a flat surface and let it settle. But then when you pour it, you get the proper head. It's like the real thing. So, um, so, so they're really popular. All of this is available for national um, home delivery. Even the mini casks, we've got, a, we've got a, a special protected box we can put in and ship them out. So, um, so, uh, so that's working. And if people don't drink beer, we've got cider, we've got wine, um, we've got spirits. National delivery, but within a week, I'm hoping to launch the whole of Europe. We've already trialed it with some of these corporate events we've done. So we've had one business had 160 people around Europe. So we were sending the boxes all over the place and, and it worked and it was fine. So we're just working out the, uh, um, the shipping schedules and, uh, and then we'll be uh, launching that, I hope. So, uh, so hopefully that will work. So that's uh, saltairbrewery.com. Um, and... Um, also, really happy to say that for anyone who's listening to this, if they use the code WTF10, then 10% will be taken off their order anytime up to the 20th of December. So there's basically a month to use that. So hopefully that will give chance uh, for people to try our stuff, uh, WTF10. Nice one. I might have to uh, use that one myself. Yeah, yeah Christmas presents. Yeah, we'll get those details on our episode bio and on our social media details as well. So that's great. Good stuff. We'll have to get some of those, I think. Get some, get some beers in. Good stuff. Cool. Let me know. Let me know. How we, let me know how it goes. Before you go, you're yeah. actually a runner yourself as well, aren't you? I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I run for uh, Ilkley Harriers. So nice. uh, West Yorkshire team. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I am. Um, I I, uh, I was due to do Manchester Marathon. Right. Yes, that was yeah, yeah. So uh, I hadn't done a um, I hadn't done the full distance um, in anger before. So uh, it was my first attempt, and I was going for sub two fifty. Wow! And wow! It was, it was going. It was going well. I did uh, the Brass Monkey over in York in January. Yes. I did an hour and twenty for the half marathon there. So I was I was pre- feeling pretty good, and then. I tore my plantar plate on my right foot. Oh, so between oh. my third and fourth toes, I tore the plantar plate. So basically for the last eight months, I've just been in total recovery mode on the bike, low miles, no speed sessions, yes. just coming back to it, wearing structured shoes. But I've just got to the point where I'm running probably about five times a week now, up to about 20 miles a week. So uh, it's time to start thinking about, well, can I, uh, can I put some speed sessions in? Can I push it a bit longer and... Uh, Take Road. a bit more. Take a bit more yeah. care this time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you, mate. I've just, I'm still recovering from a uh, an, in, an injury on my right calf, so I'm, I'm just about up to about 10, 12 miles a week. So yeah, we're in the same, same, same well, situation. Good luck on how it feels. So good luck. Yes, good luck yeah. to you as well. Yeah. Good. Thanks for joining Thanks. us. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. See you again. No worries. Catch you Cheers. later. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye.